Welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cami. Cami, welcome back. Thank you, Bryant. Happy October. Happy October to you. It's your birth month. It is my birth month. Uh, I'm getting married a month. It's yeah, packed. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, this is... And we're doing four uh, episodes this month, which is the big news, really, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's spooky season. We've got a... Right. Yeah, traditionally, we like when we started the show, we had like a couple episodes before October, and then we got to get in, and we had some really good ones, and it's kind of continued. We had a lot of fun ones last year, I remember, and the, the year before. That was... Yeah, so this time uh, we're kind of featuring uh, the the general theme. We're get, we're, we've got some planned guests that we're going to have, so that'll be fun. And the, the general theme is like ones that are based on movies, kind of, right? That's kind of the overarching theme? Sort of, yeah, things that, um, like movie, horror movie themes. Right. So, uh, which if you haven't watched them, it's okay. Like today's episode, we're talking about the poltergeist ghost. I have not seen the films, which there are many. Based on it, Cammy's familiar with them a little bit more, and and that's kind of how it's going to flow. So we'll have a fun discussion. Finally, something I've seen that Bryant hasn't. Right. But as always, Cammy will have a story uh, about poltergeists, and then I'll lead, or I'll have a small discussion, and we'll kind of have some banter back and forth. But uh, Cammy, why don't you take us away with your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I used several sources for this. There was a Ranker.com article, The Most Famous Poltergeist Hauntings by Dana Price. There's also an unexplainedmysteries.net article and Wikiwand, The uh, Rosenheim Poltergeist. It was early fall 1967. While many Bavarians were celebrating Oktoberfest, something sinister was lurking in the offices of attorney Sigmund Adam. The events began with what seemed like prank phone calls. An office line would ring, but then the receiver was picked up and no one was there. Then it progressed. All four lines would ring at once, tying up his business dealings. So Adam did what any reasonable man would do, and he enlisted the phone company to do repairs. But they found nothing amiss. Then the ongoing calls started, specifically to a German service called the Talking Clock which you could call to give you the time. Six calls were made every minute to this line. None of the staff fessed up to the calls, and this would have been impossible anyway given the amount of time it took from making a phone call to the clock service to them picking up. But things just got weirder. The next occurrences started with the building lights. Somehow each day the lights would turn in their sockets and become loose so that they did not work and must be screwed back. The fixtures themselves would swing wildly, and the lights would flicker with no known cause. So Adam phoned the electric company to look at the problem. Two physicists installed meters to check the voltages at the fuses and noticed surges from an unknown energy source. They could not find any cause. Just after this, the copier began to leak ink as if it were bleeding, and furniture began to move on its own. Exasperated, Adam decided to take matters into his own hands. He even bought a generator so that he could control the power source, but that did not help. The weirdness continued. Finally, Adam enlisted the help of a famous paranormal investigator, Hans Bender. This man found that the occurrences only happened when a particular person was in the office. A young woman, only 19 years old, named Anne-Marie Scobble. 
He found that she hated her job and concluded that the disturbances had been created by her extreme feelings while at work. When she was when she left shortly after, these disturbances seemed to leave with her. Oh, that's cool. So it's like attached to them. Yeah. You know, that's really interesting. The poltergeists in general, I thought like I thought there'd be a little bit more on this, but it, it's very and there is, but it's all very modern, obviously because of I mean it's at its core it's just a ghost you know like uh, or spirit that's like dicking around mildly but doing more at worst well we do have like so wikipedia and britannica mention sources as far back as like the first century ad which like that source could easily just be something like i don't know someone writing about or depicting things happening so it's it's tough to like bring it down but i like the, the early 19th and, and 20th century kind of stuff because it seems to really kind of pick up, like, people studying it. Uh, so poltergeist is a German word. Um, poltern means to create a disturbance, and geist, you know, means ghost. Uh, and in the mid-19th century, that, that term is when it really came to fruition was used all around. Um, but it essentially means, like, a rumbling or a noisy ghost. The 17th century is, is where we see... I th- written accounts of this uh things like um I, I use the term mildly malevolent so like pinching and hitting and knocking over things um what, what gave me the idea of talking about this specifically actually is i i was reading it's like a young adult novel um or young teen I, or teenage uh novel called um this it's a series called the spooks apprentice i haven't heard of it uh british author um by joseph delaney um, that's what it is. It's a series. There's like 11 or 12 or 13 books. They were they started in like 08, I want to say, and um, just okay. finished a few years ago. They're really fun. I I, uh, I read them a while ago, but it's it's about this um, boy who is, and it was turned into a terrible movie um, called Seventh Son because this boy is the seventh son of a seventh son, and that that means that he's that's ready. a thing. Mm-hmm. And it draws a lot on a lot of um, British and just Western folklore, like Scandinavian and German folklore. But it's, it's about this boy who's who's a spooks apprentice in like it's like 17th or 18th century. Sorry, yeah, 18th century England um, is when it is like the 1700s. And it's really cool because it starts off. It's it's very like gritty and and kind of down to earth. Like so, he starts his apprenticeship, and one of the first things they have to take care of is a boggart, which is is something that's a it's a thing. And you might remember it from uh, Harry Potter. But uh, in this, they're 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 basically poltergeists. They're 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 that's what they are, and they call them boggarts. And the way that they deal with them is it's it's really fun because sometimes they're simple and they just make knocking noises and they just want to like tick you off. Sometimes th- then they'll call them rippers. They'll they'll actually kill you. They'll they'll try and rip your body apart. Um, you don't ever really see them either. Just like the one in Harry Potter, you know, the Harry Potter one takes the form of what you you're afraid of. Doesn't quite work like that here. But um, it's really cool how they do it, too, because they the spook, the old wise man, he says that they move through, like, fault lines in the ground. Oh, okay. Like ley lines? Right, yeah, ley lines, and, and they just kind of get through places, and so whenever there's an earthquake, there's usually uh, a lot of movement during that earthquake, and then all of a sudden they're getting calls uh, to take care of them. So it's cool. They, they use salt and iron is like it and just luck you know like it's that's it's very that it's sounds very like uh supernatural yeah <laughs> like every yeah, plot of supernatural right it's it's very grounded there's no magic like there is, there's magic in it but they can't just like conjure a fight you know they can't do that they're they're just flesh and bones so that's what gave it to me the the idea um 
and they they talk about a ton of great things in those books. They're they're quite good. I would recommend them to anybody. The Spooks Apprentice series by Joseph Delaney. Yeah, so a lot of the cases, especially the earlier ones, seem to be pretty like chill. And then as we get uh, more modern and into the 1950s and beyond is when we get some crazy stuff. Like there's the very infamous Amityville horror uh, situation where um, it was a book that was based off of this real event um, where uh, this guy Ronald DeFeo killed uh, all of the members of his family because he thought of they, they were being terrorized by paranormal phenomena in their house. Have you seen that movie Mm-mm. or the new the remake? Neither. No. Have you? I feel like I did see the older one a long time ago and it just got really wacky. But I feel like there was like a talisman or like a, a secret room. And I don't I don't know if it was the older one or the newer one, because I think I probably have seen both. I watch I do watch a lot of horror movies. Sure. But they all kind of run together at some point. I know. Yeah, it, it can be kind of tough. Um, but yeah, they, they find like this secret room. I'm pretty sure this is the Amityville uh, one. And yeah. it's like uh, like a talisman or something that this guy has done in this room or, or something that's so wicked that, you know, it's, it's, it's causing, causing it. all these problems. Yeah. And and that's, it's tough. I, I, I'm not a huge horror movie buff just because like sometimes they're really cheap, uh, you know, mm-hmm. unsubstantive. Um, I don't like a lot of gore, so sure. that keeps me away from them. Sure, um, somewhat. Community NBC show Community did a really fun parody uh, on like a horror movie where they're like it's their Halloween episode for I think for season three, and they're they're like telling like they're 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 sitting around couches telling stories like what would be the best horror story and Abed, who's the movie and film buff and uh, TV buff, he is telling it but he's very like um procedural but he's like doing it and, and at the very end he's like and they escape once they've earned it so it's it's about you you want you want them to, a good horror story like earns it so it's it's tough to find like really good horror films like um cabin in the woods it's like a fun one of course yeah but uh one i i like going going to not film but like uh people trying to explain it um in the 1950s um this man guy william lambert he proposed Reported poltergeist phenomena could be explained by the movement of underground water causing stress on houses. And additionally, seismic activity was another sort of thing. And I, I really like that because um, if you can think, especially like in America, where a lot of these things were reported and it kind of boomed. Mm-hmm. Think about these old houses, uh, you know, the poor urban planning I mean, you, houses that, I mean, that that's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, of course. And, and, and you, those things truly can happen. Your house really can do some wacky, crazy stuff, especially if the foundation is horrible and things like that. And, you know, mix in a little, like, sleeplessness, walking around at midnight to get a glass of water and you got yourself a poltergeist, you know? So uh, I, I just thought that was really interesting that he, he started thinking of that. Um <laughs> Psychical, that's the word Wikipedia uses, researcher Frank Podmore and sexist um, guy, uh, he proposed what he calls the naughty little girl theory. Oh. That's why. Um, Okay, I get it. Which I get what he's saying, but come on. He's basically saying that the the center of these cases is an adolescent or a child. Like a bored kid. A bored kid throwing around a scare and fool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guy, for the naughty (laughs) little girl theory. Uh, so yeah, which, I mean, of course I'm sure that happens. People prey on them. I mean, I used to play a prank on my sister who yeah. Yeah. may not listen to this episode, but she, when she was little, yeah, it was not Charleston. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's another sister, but, so she 
was we were all kind of afraid of dolls like it, it just i don't know if As we all watched be. some move right some movie where they were possessed or something yeah but we were all kind of a little bit scared of dolls and when my grandmother died she had given all of us like dolls like every year when we were kids or whatever and then we got an influx of them so this sister had like so many dolls in her her room and she was talking about how scared she was of them so one night one day she had taken a nap and so i snuck into her room and like kind of lined the dolls up around her as if they were like kind of walking towards oh yeah and she woke up and she did not say a word oh (laughs) That's how terrified she was. But she was terrified. Yeah, I found out right. later she was very scared. I was like, oh, she knew it was a prank. But no, she was like very, so, very scared. Just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's, this is a very kind of more modern thing. Um, Wikipedia has like a, a list of noteworthy cases. The oldest one that they list is from um, the 1650s called the Glenluce Devil. Um, a Scottish mathematician engineer and demonologist those are the the trifecta right there mm-hmm. math engineering and then demons um he wrote in in uh, like an experience um in a book uh on de- demonology um of, of like having a an incident at a house and he he used it as a uh being useful to refute atheism so he was like well then how did that happen you know because if there's demons there must be you know the antithesis of that um and there's some other like earlier cases too, but um, there's even some recent stuff. They list something uh, as recent as 2014. The A- uh, Amons Ammons hunting case um, is something that's a little more recent. So it's interesting. Uh, but I, I do, I, I you know, we talked about like we did a Willow Wisp episode, right? I can't remember what mm-hmm. we called it. Did we call it that? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. we talked about like bioluminescence, um, the like decaying in the forest. I think we 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 thought of that as more uh, external, like outside thing. But I, I like to think of, which would be friggin' weird to see in the 1700s, you know? What else could you think mm-hmm. of? And fairy rings. You see that crap and you're like, what? First there's glowing things in the forest and then there's a perfect circle. What? So uh, it, it's totally feasible to see that would go on. But I, I think it's cool that for four or 500 years, you know, they've specifically been kind of using this word poltergeist. It's, it's a specific word. Britannica mentions, and I've heard of these kobolds, K O B O L D. That is an enemy in a lot of video games. Correct. Yes. Um, yes, a hundred percent. They are, they are, um, uh, in German, I'm going to read verbatim from Britannica in German folklore, mischievous household spirit (laughs) who usually helps with chores and gives other valuable services, but who often hides household and farm tools or kicks over stooping persons. I like that. Like, they they do stuff, but they also, like, where did I put they're, my pliers? Yeah, mischievous. They are temperamental and become outraged when not fed properly, sometimes sings to children, uh, and sometimes are associated more specifically with caves and mines. But um, Britannica, in their article on Poltergeist, talked about that. And I, I think that kind of makes sense, because if there's a spirit that's helping you with like you know doing stuff in your house they're both helping you but they're also kind of messing with you so i thought that was interesting and i i I couldn't really find a deeper connection between the two than just the that discussion that makes me really think i wonder if rowling got house elves uh the specific because that's very specific to harry potter the way that that 
form of elf works. I, I wonder if she was thinking about calling them kobolds, but was like, oh, people don't know that. Because they even, there's like a picture uh, that they have on Britannica and it looks very um, Dobby-ish. Just has, yeah, like, they're, they're like a red version of that. Yeah. Like their their skin is red like the devil or something. Yeah, yeah. I anyway, I, I think that that was a cool connection and I, I had heard of Cobalt. It's probably not worth the whole show because they're they're just kind of more simple and plain, but I just thought that was really interesting. So, yeah, um it, it I there's a lot of so, you know, that's it in a nutshell. There's a lot of modern uh study on this, which I like. Um we could be talks about natural phenomena, unverified natural, paranormal. So it has like these multiple kind of um parapsychology, like there, there's a lot of different angles to go about this because a lot of it is a lot of these these like the Amityville, this was clearly someone with, you know, a troubled mind. Uh some of it like your house could physically be doing something that's making it it or things in it move. And it might be difficult, especially if you're kind of scared to explain it other than like it being a ghost. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Wikipedia has in the sea also mischievous fairies, spiritism, things like that. So it's it's really um, it's an interesting subject and it, it kind of like a good base for a lot of different stories and movies, obviously, since there's so many and they keep getting remade. So, yeah, it was a good topic to launch this off with. Yeah, I find it extremely interesting how like while you have ghosts that usually haunt a place, the poltergeist is almost like fixated on a person. Yeah. Because like you have like, yeah, this lady who's coming in, she hates her job. So things start happening around her. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. I'll, my last like thing I'll, um, there's the game on steam, uh, phasmophobia. I, okay. I think I've mentioned it to you before. Uh, it's a really well done horror game. Uh, I played it about two years ago with Anna. We we got super hooked onto it, um, like near the end of the pandemic, and uh, really well Not done. Not phantasmagoria. No phasmophobia, okay. fear of ghosts. Okay. And it's it's come a long way. I need to play it. I haven't played it in like a year and a half, and it's had so many updates. It was made by like one dude, and then he finally like too much money had to get a team, and they've been doing great work. It's in VR too, if you want to really like scare the crap out of yourself, but um. In it, you're, you're a team of up to four people. You can do one person. And your goal is simply to identify the ghost. So you will be given um, uh, like like three tasks, bonus tasks you can do as well. And then uh, IDing the ghost. And the way you ID a ghost is it you have to you have certain tools that you can test. So a thermometer, um, if it gets below freezing. So the, the ghost will have three qualities. And it has to do with like um, how it affects things, uh, how it moves the temperature what were you gonna say there's a 3ds game that sounds very similar to this it's like a japanese game i think i remember that yeah you you set traps for the ghost and then mm-hmm. you have to like id them once you've trapped them was that was that ghost trick phantom detective no that was no ghost trick was the one where he died and then he came. it right. was murdered soul suspect but anime yeah phasmophobia is great um if if it, any computer can run it. It's very simple, really good. It it it's great. They've done some really cool things with it. One cool thing is, so they use like they have like banshees, um, poltergeists, oni, jinn. They they take from popular folklore, uh, and the poltergeist. Um, each one has unique traits too. So like um, onis, like some some are aggressive, some are passive. The banshee likes to to haunt one person and mess with one person. Um, sometimes they'll only stay in one room. Sometimes they like to roam. But the poltergeist is known for um, making lots of noise and just flinging stuff around. So it's really funny. Oh, the the biggest thing about phasmophobia too is that 
it, if you have a microphone, um, you can communicate with a ghost kind of. And even if you're like just chatting with your friends, that will affect the, the ghost, like the game is processing your words in the game. So if I'm just chatting with my buddy and, and, and you can like call the ghost names and stuff, it, the game will process that. And then it might make the ghost aggressive if you're like, oh, where's this stupid ghost? And then it'll like, you know, it might freak out and then try and get you. So really fun, really worth checking out if you've got a gaming computer or a, just a decent computer and you want to be spooked. Very, very fun. There, we There's uh, tons of, uh, we talked about Jin. We talked about a right. few things on there, like yokai style. So. Uh, it, it's really cool. Phasmophobia and Joseph Delaney's Spooks Apprentice. There you go. Get to it. And then play, <laughs> play that. Read and those. And then Steven Spielberg. Paranormal from, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, uh, Poltergeist. Consume all of those media. And then we'll see you guys next Wednesday, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Cammie. Uh, we got a fun episode. And then uh, next week planned like this one and then we should have some nice guests coming in later if it all works out well so everyone if you've got more topics for us let us know mystery at gmail.com or the facebook or social media let us know and we'll hit up our november i think that's all i've got right yeah awesome well thanks everyone for listening and we shall see you next time oh, oh.